G'day, this is Dom Harvey from The Edge Breakfast Show, and you're listening to The Kiwi Running Show. Kia ora and welcome to episode 24 of the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by Tempo Fit. I'm Hamish Meacham, back on board today with... Yeah, with Hayden Sherman. It's good to have you back in the studio, finally. Yeah, well... Felt a bit lonely the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I can imagine it did and not quite in the studio today. Hayden, we're doing a live uh, recording from the AUT Millennium Centre. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty exciting and we've got an exciting interview lined up today. Yeah, yeah, that we do. And I've got to say, like looking around, everyone's really sporty here eh? yeah and yeah. it's a cool place to hang out like yeah. I have quite a few work meetings here and it's kind of cool because there's you'll always see Val or some other Olympic gold medalist or you know yeah. a, and lots of future Olympic medalists all of the main high performance sport New Zealand administrators work here so it's kind of an exciting little melting pot it's it's the heart of high performance sport here in New Zealand yeah. so and combine that with the fact it's actually a public facility like anyone can come in and have a swim and join the gym or go for a run around the track so if you're if you're ever over in the shore it's definitely worth coming and checking it out it's a pretty impressive place they've set up here yeah it is and we were having a little look at the high performance area with the indoor track and yeah looking at the athletes training and it was kind of like how do we swap lives with yeah, those people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we need to choose our parents more carefully. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. With a little more talent. But, yeah. at, you know, a shout-out does have to go to Graham Avery because this is the house that Mr Avery built. He cool. is a mad, mad fan of athletics. He's the founder or one of the founders of the North Shore Bays Club. And he just um, took, took it one step further and built this magnificent high-performance facility He's um yeah he's a very uh, well known well respected businessman with a lot of money behind him so that helps but he pulled in a lot of community support to, uh, support to build this and actually he's building a similar similar facility now down in the Hawkes Bay because yeah, he's he's moved rumors. down there yeah. so oh yeah. really yeah yeah he runs wow. a winery down there now or owns a winery yeah I don't, I don't think he's out crushing grapes with his feet <laughs> or anything but yeah. So very, oh, very exciting. Yeah, it is one of the really cool facilities in New Zealand. But we should get on with the show. So today on the show we have Kelly Sheeran, who is the director of the sports clinics here at the AUT Millennium. He's a biomechanist. Uh, I think that's a word, biomechanist. Yeah, biomechanist. Biomechanist. Yeah, that'll be a better word. Let's stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he specialises in running technique. And um, I've done a couple of sessions with him, and he definitely knows his stuff. He's got lots of fun toys to play with. We had a little squiz at them earlier. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we chatted to him about some of his research that he's got coming up. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that shortly. But before that, let's uh, dive into some news. Yeah, and it's um, obviously, we've mentioned previously, tracks season is swinging into action. Lots of secondary school athletes um, competing around the country. We're going to try and pull out some of the highlights. And Hayden, in Auckland, there was a great uh, 3,000 metre race uh, this past Saturday, which um, really impressive times. Um, Aaron Pulford came up from Thames, ran the 3,000 metres in 8.20.35. Yeah, nice. really promising early season form. Like that's that's pretty quick, um, and usually, you know, over the course of a season, you'll get at least fifteen seconds quicker over three k. 
Um, so, yeah, that yeah, bodes yeah. really well for the season. Aaron, obviously, more of a, you know, he's run a marathon now. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he's going to come back and do a full track season, um, try and get back to that speed base or, or, or what's going to happen. So very Absolutely. exciting. And just behind him was Daniel Hoy in 8.23. So Daniel Hoy, the, am I right, the secondary school national champ? Yeah, uh, try, oh, over 3K? Is he? Uh, oh, no, I don't know. You're cross country, sorry. Oh, yes, yeah. cross country. Yeah, well, he's primarily known as a triathlete. So yeah. he's part of the high performance uh, triathlon setup as a junior. Uh, he's still a very young man. And, and mm. we were saying earlier off here, 8.23, a, a very impressive for a triathlete. There's lots of guys, like I think our top triathlete at the moment, Ryan Sissons, would struggle to run that for 3K. Um, you yep. factor in the fact Dan Hoy's still a junior. This is promising. We may have another world-beating triathlete on our hands because, uh, you know, that that is exactly where you need to be as a young man who, who wants to be one of the world's best triathletes. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it all comes down to, of course, how fast he can swim. Um, biking, you can usually... You can usually do it or yeah. tuck in behind someone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that swim-run combo, and he he's, yeah. looks like he's definitely got the run combo. Yeah. So you carry on. I'm yeah. just going to plug his time into the Macmillan running calculator and see what we what it comes see up what we with. get. Yeah, well, look, there was one other um, result in Auckland that caught my eye too, actually. Yeah, I'm getting old, so it's... I don't often see people that I competed alongside or that I knew when I was younger. Um, what I'm seeing now is their children coming through, which is really <laughs> interesting. So Tommy Tapuni, which won't be a name that rings a bell for most people. He's only 14 years old. Uh, his son, his father, rather, is Roger Tapuni, who is a 11 times New Zealand high jump champion, a, a great all-around athlete. He was a pretty good hurdler has held formerly the New Zealand record for the high jump. His son ran 23.21 for 200 metres at the age of 14, so showing showing some really impressive talent. And also uh, I noticed Georgia Clode um, running some pretty good times over 8 and 1500 as well. Her dad, Phil Clode, absolute legend, won more national titles than you've had hot dinners. So, yeah, pretty impressive running. What have you got? Uh, what is the Macmillan yeah, calculator Yeah, the Ma- Macmillan calculator says that our friend Dan Hoy could run a 5K in 14.44 and a 10K in 30.35. So, yeah. the benchmark for triathlon is uh, high 28s. That's what um, our, our friend Alistair uh, Brownlee did. Uh, a couple of years ago. Is that for, his, at Mount Sack, you're saying? Yeah, when yeah. He yeah. Ran one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course he hadn't trained specifically for that mm. as far as we know, so maybe he could have gone a few seconds faster. But anyway, so you'd probably say that Dan Hoy's within a minute minute and a half of that, that kind of time at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd say so. For Tinker. Yeah. Which is... Um, Definitely very encouraging and, and exciting. Yeah, it absolutely is. And so look, lots of other um, track results, but we'll fast forward through to some road results. The big one on the weekend was the Round the Bridges 12 kilometres in Hamilton, which is an incredibly historic race. It's over 50 years old now, um, and it's, it's the main road race uh, in Hamilton, not counting the Huntley Half, because that's not in Hamilton. Um, and it's got uh, a, just a great list of former winners, um, lots of Olympic uh, competitors, uh, Olympic medalists having won this race. Barry McGee, John Henwood are a couple that spring to mind. Um, this year, 
you know, fair to say they didn't have the strongest field they've ever had, but, you know, huge congratulations to Johnny McKee, who I believe runs for Pakaranga. Yes. Um, yeah, so he won by over a minute in 39.15 ahead of John Mearing and Jai Davies-Campbell. Uh, and then on the women's side, Emerson Deverell won in 47.44 from Kova McDonald and Sarah Murphy. So, you know, good running. Um, it's interesting to see the ups and downs of that Round the Bridges event. It's, you know, been in, it's had an incredibly high profile uh, and then it's had some lean years as well. So looks like they're, on, you know, in one of those lean years at the moment. I'm surprised not one of the bigger name domestic runners wanted to go down and, and pick up the win there. But um, hopefully it'll bounce back and, and have many good years ahead. Yeah. Uh, also, last weekend we had the Tarawera Trail Marathon in 50k. So the 50k tends to be the one that drags out the um, the bigger names. So we had um, Andreas Romanos from he's from Lithuania, but he's living in New Zealand now. So he ran 4:15 for the 50k. That's impressive. Yeah, that's pretty good over um, that kind of terrain as well. That's yeah, really yeah, yeah. It's definitely pretty up and down. And then uh, Reese Johnston was five minutes behind him, and then Chris Morrissey was four minutes behind. Um, and then a name we know quite well, Craig Kirkwood, was three minutes back. And uh, and from what I hear, I think he was sort of tussling a bit with Andreas up the front of the race towards the start. Yeah. Um, and they must have just faded a little bit. Now, in the ladies, um, let's scan down. And so Sue Crowley won in five minute, five hours and 23 seconds. That's got to yeah. rip your undies that you didn't go yeah, 24 seconds quicker. Yeah. But any, oh, wow. anyway, five hours. Um, so she picked up the win. And then in second place, we had Kim Skirman, uh, 27 minutes back. So that's a, a, absolutely... Um, stellar run um, by Sue to pick up the win and then Ruby Morgan in third in 5.30 so three minutes back from second. Yeah and I know we had a couple of tempo fitters uh, run and they, uh, they the two that I know of um, both exceeded their expectations and really enjoyed the day so it's yeah. a fairly new event just started in 2014 but obviously related to the Tarawera 100k Ultra um, and is really really uh a fantastic event that that people are raving about so yeah absolutely and and in the marathon just to top off uh, uh, give the winners um so bevan jeffries won the men's race in 354 and katrin got shulk got got i've murdered that name yeah Katrin, um, Katrin G, she won in 4.40. So, well done um, to you two. Uh, the other result we missed from last week was the um, the Tanifa, um, which was, yeah, it's a trail run that follows the, the Waikato River. Um, just bringing up results. We had uh, one of our guys, um, one of our Tempo Fit crew, Tim Thatcher, who was actually in the lead, and he... Um, he pulled up, uh, pulled up a bit crook, which was a bit gutting for him. Um, That's terrible. And yeah, so he had a, a really good lead, had to pull out and and get the ambulance home. Um, and it was one of those moments where you're, where you kind of just glad he took the ambulance and didn't try and battle through. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause you it, feel it's bad a for tough... the guy. You know how much work people put into these events, and uh, yeah, to to be caught short is not good. Yeah. But, um, Talk talk of putting in work. The winner of the men's event has put in decades of work 
Uh, he's a really solid um, club level masters runner or national level masters runner, but previous to that, a kind of club level runner. Glenn Sexton out of Hamilton. He's an absolutely top bloke. If you ignore his shocking haircuts, but uh, he's he's had a blinder. He's run five thirty point uh, five and a half hours and twenty nine seconds for the sixty k, and he's won it by nineteen minutes. So that's yeah, a huge almost twenty performance. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this was the the sixty k, and then in the ladies race we had Emma Bassett um, winning in six nineteen. So yeah, about and fifty fin- minutes back. Yeah, finishing fourth overall. So great performance yeah. and. Um, the Tanifa, you know, it's a great kind of local Waikato event. I know the community really gets behind it, getting out there marshalling. So, you know, if you're a keen ultramarathoner and you're looking for something that's not too hilly, as I would, uh, the Tanifa <laughs> is definitely one to check out, run along the Waikato River Trails um, and, and beautiful run. Very cool. Now, we... Um we should also catch up on what's been happening in the States because we have a lot of our best runners yeah. who move to the States on scholarship, go to a university over there, and this is the big season. If, if we're talking about the, um, I don't know, the Super 12 final of running in... <laughs> It's not the Super 12 anymore. It's moved on. Yeah. Okay, let's call it the English Premier League of cross-country running. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. would be the, the NCAA championships. Uh, yep. yeah. So the and university competition in the States. And we're heading towards the pointy end of the season. So this past weekend, they had the NCAA Division One Regional Championships, and these are raced over 10K. And basically, the regionals, there's four different regions they they just split america relatively evenly into four four spots yep. and the top few teams and then the top 30 or so individuals who aren't part of those teams um qualify to go to the nationals um so you know some great running from the kiwis particularly uh in the northeast region uh julian oakley ran 30 minutes and 41 seconds for 10k and he finished sixth in his region, so he almost certainly would have punched his ticket to the NCAAs. In the central, south central region, which is my old region, one of the, it's a pretty competitive region, but probably not as competitive um, as the northern ones. Uh, Craig Lautenschlager ran 30.22 to finish eighth, um, almost certainly punching his ticket to nationals. And then in the mountain region, uh, Matt Baxter, a name that'll be familiar to many of us, he ran 31.20 to finish 22nd. So that'll put him kind of on the borderline of whether or not he'll he'll qualify through. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, some great running, but about two weeks to the NCAA championships themselves. So we'll try and develop a, a full list of all the Kiwis that qualify for that event and, and give a bit of a wrap up once that event is done. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, and other news that we also missed from last week was the, the tail end of the World Masters Athletics Champs. And this is really cool. We've got a, a new world record holder from New Zealand, um, Klasina van der Wieken. She won the women's 85 steeplechase, Whoa. 2K steeplechase. And I was talking last week about uh, her doing the triple jump and how um, how painful the thought of doing the triple jump when you're in your 80s is. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine doing the water jump when you're over 85? Uh, well, just looking at that time, uh, she's run the 2K steeple in 18 minutes and 30 seconds. 
It's a nine minute so, case. Yeah, it's technically illegal to go underneath the barriers, but <laughs> I'd be interested to see her, her hurdling technique. I can't imagine she's leaping over um, in the same manner as perhaps a Kenyan would. Yeah. But no, that's, that's a fantastic performance. And 85 years of age, still out there and doing an event like the steeplechase, which is really tough on your body. I mean, that's what yeah. you're aiming at, like the impact on the joints and stuff. So that's an amazing performance. Most most top New Zealand runners in their 20s complain about the steeplechase aggravating their Achilles and yeah. shin splints and all that. But yeah, yeah well done, Klasina. She also got the New Zealand record in the long jump for her age group of a metre 84. Liz oh. Wilson ran the 400. <laughs> uh, she's in the women's 50 grade. She ran 62.42 seconds, which that's actually flying. Um, that's a really good time. Um, in terms of performances, uh, absolutely outstanding. Sally Gibbs in the half marathon, ma- half marathon, excuse me, <laughs> ran one twenty two oh two, which you know that's the time that would win most half marathons around New Zealand, if not all of them. So. As usual, fantastic running from Sally Gibbs. She's a legend. So we're going to move straight to the interview with Kelly Sheeran, uh, one of New Zealand's top um, experts on running technique and running technology. So I'm here at the AUT uh, Millennium Institute uh, with Kelly Sheeran, who is the director of the the sports performance clinics here, and a particular focus on biomechanics. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks, thanks, Hayden. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, oh, it's uh, my pleasure. It's great to great to be here. So. Um, before we get into, I, I really kind of want to hear like what's hot on on the radar for you guys um, as far as running science goes, and um, in particular, we'll sort of focus more on that that biomechanical side, which is is your your focus. But um, give us a little bit of background so people know kind of where where you've come from, what got you into this world. <laughs> sure, uh, it's, I guess it uh, feels like a long story right now, but um, yeah. I guess I started off uh, with. Uh, a sports science degree back yep. when it was a fairly new thing to do so yeah, yeah. Um, an undergraduate degree in sports science I then decided that I wanted to get a bit more hands-on with people so I then went and did a, a physiotherapy degree and worked as a physio for a couple of years awesome um, so got lots of kind of hands-on skills there and and in particular with sports yeah physio? yeah most yeah. definitely sports physio yeah. um, that was kind of my passion and then like a lot of people, packed up, took off overseas for a little while and um, found my way to the University of Calgary in Canada and nice. um, started yeah. working for a, um, a wee while in what was a, the running injury clinic at the University of Calgary. Wow, and, very uh, cool. Yeah, and then came back, came back to AUT and um, it was around about the time that, that AUT was kind of setting up AUT Millennium here. Yeah. and. and dived into that and and have um haven't looked back really so since that time i also checked off a master's a master's degree and 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 now i'm kind of in the middle of a very very long and slow phd <laughs> process yeah. Um, yeah. so i guess yeah i i keep my hand in the clinical world and and work with injured runners um cool. but um also teach on aut's um sports science program and awesome. as I said I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of research as well so um, juggling a lot of balls a lot of balls yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome yeah very cool now tell us a bit about this uh, the clinic here at, at the Millennium Institute on the North Shore of Auckland I should point yeah. out 
Um, so what, what do you guys do? Um, who are you for? Um, yeah, so I guess, so we are the sports performance clinics, yeah. uh, which is a, a, a bit of a kind of broad term that covers off a whole range of different areas. So yeah. um, we've got, I guess, services for uh, the public and athletes that cover, um, you know, biomechanics, strength yeah. and conditioning and, and physiology. So cool. I guess, you know, a common one that, that many people will have come across will be your kind of your VO2 max type testing. So yeah. what yeah. is your, you know, overall aerobic capacity? You know, yeah. how um, much oxygen you Yeah, can. yeah. So running away on a treadmill and, and you know, we measure your, your gas analysis and, and are able to um, define at the at the highest of level, you know, what kind of fitness level you're currently at and put together okay. a plan uh, for going forward to kind of optimize your awesome. training um, and we've got a number of different services that kind of spin off that one of the more um, the newer ones is is looking at metabolic efficiency so yeah, cool. um, you know your ability to burn um, carbohydrates versus fats and how yeah. can you kind of tweak and change your diet to optimize uh, the way you train to you know become a, a fat burner essentially yeah, yeah. Um, yep. so which is a big thing. area of, it is um, a big, of research at the moment yeah yeah so sort of a, one of the hot topics that, yeah you know. so that's i guess where we kind of sit is right on that edge of of um research and practice you know we're yeah. able to pull from the science that's generated from the university and and pull it straight into some clinical services as well cool. so um and as you'll experience pretty soon we've got a um a pretty cool 3D biomechanics lab, and, and yeah. um, so we're able to utilize the the technology there to help people with their running injuries, and and you know yep. it's another common you know hot topic around at the moment. Yeah, well, absolutely. So. Oh, it's very cool because with Tempo Fit, you know we we video people with an iPad and we can slow it down and get a frame, but you guys can actually draw all the angles and and work out to the, the smallest degrees what, what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we've got, um, I guess, embedded within that system, we've got a, a treadmill that measures force. Yeah. So we're lo- able to look at, you know, imbalances in terms of left and right. Are you able to produce the same amount of force off your left side and off your right side? Yeah. Um, are you actually a mechanically efficient runner um, or are you, you know, running with your handbrake on? Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, then... Um, you know what can we do about taking that off and, and really kind of getting you some go forward yeah oh that sounds good now who do you guys work with what's your typical clientele I, I, I've been doing this for a while now and I still can't <laughs> answer that question um, everyone and anyone yeah pretty much um, yeah you know I guess think about who I've already seen through this morning was a uh, you know a corporate lawyer who runs 10k's and for the last two years been suffering um, knee pain you yeah. know so um, getting pretty sick of that and would like to get rid of that and, and kind of you know head towards a marathon kind of journey uh, right through to you know someone else last week who who was more about performance you know yeah. a, a top end athlete kind of looking for that one percent kind of increase in performance cool oh very good now what's um, you mentioned that um, that fat versus carb burning um, what 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 else is kind of hot on your radar at the moment well I guess in my particular radar especially in terms of the the running biomechanics side of things it's it's about mobile technology and and yeah cool um, you know what people are able to wear while they're out there doing their thing and yep. um, which is exploding at the moment it with, is, with yeah. I mean it probably started with Garmin and back then but that was probably more the 
the running hard outs. And yeah, yeah. Now so it's everyone. It is, yeah. And and there's there's little bits of new technology that's popping up all the time, and some of it yeah. really explodes, like Fitbit, and and others has a bit more of a niche market. There's a um, don't know whether anyone's picked up on it yet, but um, launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, the Oakley Radar glasses, which is a new, um, it's a, a paired project between Intel and, and Oakley, and it's wow. a, um, a real-time coaching glass, you know, so it's an Oakley glasses that you wear and... Um, for and running? And for running, yeah. yep, and they've got some little AirPods that go in, and, and they'll kind of coach you through that process, and they look pretty awesome to be yeah. honest and there's been you know different bits and pieces that have come up over the years in this space but have never really nailed nailed it and yeah. um, i think the radars might be um a, something that's going to really take off yeah be um a, at least a seed that's going to take off and, and interestingly enough they've come out of a um the the smarts have come out of a new zealand company um performance lab tech cool. which have been around for a wee while and you know they're paired with Oakley and Intel and, and yeah. um, have kind of burst onto the scene and and I'm I'm working with another company, uh, another Auckland-based sports tech company called I Measure You and they um, they produce um, little motion sensors. So nice. We're starting to look at you know measuring runners um, you know while they're out there running and and understanding from you know very small little sensors placed on the legs yeah you know what does that mean and how can we again kind of work towards providing real-time feedback as as people are out there doing stuff yeah so, cool um, yeah while we've got this amazing facility here you know we can only see one person at a time and and yep. it's just, you know you have to run on a treadmill and most people like running on treadmills yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in new zealand yeah. uh so you know we can utilize this new technology that's out there and it all links with you know everything links with a smart device an iphone or um, yep. or the like lately and very cool and, you know awesome and cool stuff yeah i mean on that note that you know it, a lot of injuries are, are caused all well, our biomechanics usually slip up when we're an hour two hours deep into a long run or um on the last rep of a workout that's, yeah yeah it's often where things turn to custard so having that immediate feedback yeah during the workout is pretty key most definitely and and you know it's all very well for us to do an assessment when you're when you're relatively fresh and that gives us some information but yeah uh yeah as you say understanding what's actually going on an hour or two hours in um, but also you know runners are actually pretty bad at um recalling what they've actually done you know so yeah, you yeah. sit down and you ask someone what have you done over the last month and uh you know other than those that maybe use garmin and, and that kind of technology yeah. um, others are, are pretty poor at actually recalling what they've done and and so being able to accurately understand the load that people have actually put themselves under is is what we're kind of working to yeah so cool being able to attach a device to someone and, and and like what people will be familiar with with fitbit and things like that but at a much more accurate and informed level yeah awesome because with, with bikes for example you've got this really great meter which is the power meter yeah yeah um and it's almost giving you exact feedback on how how much power you're exerting yeah, through yeah. your pedals um, but we don't really have that with running yet, do we? Not um, yet. There's a few products that are starting to come out that are yep. just kind of emerging, but it's yeah, it's a little bit more complex than yeah. um, 
than cycling and yeah. and because obviously everyone's like, been battling with it yeah 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 like the gps um can be inaccurate if there's things in the sky or yeah yeah totally you, and it doesn't take into account the fact you'll be running into a 100k <laughs> northerly in wellington or yeah, something yeah. um yeah so there's all all those sorts of things um yeah and, uh, and even i mean on that what we're starting to see just with the the early stages of our research even having yeah. someone on a um, on a treadmill, you know, runner one, two, and three um, on a treadmill running at the same speed. So, um, you know, it's essentially if they were running outside, they'd give you the same GPS output and maybe even the same heart rate output. Yeah. Um, yet the load that they experience through their legs can be quite remarkably different. Yeah. And we're seeing sure. some people who are, um, you know, almost double other people, yet running at wow. exactly the same speed. So that technique information. Um, and the load information is is really important. And I guess you know, as as you know, as as someone that coaches runners, um, and you know, runs beside a whole lot of people, you'll find that there are those those heavy runners and those people yeah. that kind of boom along. And and you know, they might not necessarily be heavy in their weight, but they're heavy runners. And yep. so we're trying and to the big understand. dinosaur steps, and yeah, we're trying yeah. to understand a little bit more about that and how that might dictate how we how we coach them and how we retrain them yeah cool um you know ultimately i don't know people still consider or a lot of people still consider running to be just a fundamental skill that they you know everyone learns how to run you just you know um and don't necessarily engage in improving it as a skill yeah uh, like you would if you, you know, if you were taking up golf or tennis, yeah, you would go and have some, yeah, 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 you'd go yeah. have some lessons, and yet people don't do that with running, and I think that in part explains the phenomenally high, um, you know, number of injuries that we see with runners. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you look at the elite runners, and I mean, what do sprinters do all day? We're on the on the track. They're they're basically developing technique. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably first and foremost. Um, and so if they're doing it at the top level, us um, hobby joggers yeah, um, yeah. can definitely do it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I guess being able to provide something that can be utilized to, to guide technique or to guide training for those people that may be spending, a, you know, eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours sometimes, you yeah. know, sitting at a desk, which is not yeah. the greatest for your running technique. Yeah, I yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess that's what we're ultimately working towards. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Now, um, you mentioned you're working with a local company producing these meters. Um, Can you give us a little bit of insight into kind of where that's heading? I don't know if any any of it's um, secret knowledge, but... No, not necessarily at the moment, yeah. So um, uh, the company's called iMeasureU, and they make uh, little kind of, I guess, smaller than matchbox-sized motion sensors. And um, yeah, they're already... You know, selling them around the world, um, and there's a few uh, different teams within the team sport kind of environment that are using them. There's yep. uh, a whole lot of individuals. Uh, I know there's a, a lot um, within the AIS system in Australia. Yeah, sure. Um, even as far as the the UK and US military are starting to kind of use wow. them. Um, and again, so they've got like an accelerometer in it, yeah, an ex- like three-dimensional. Yep, three-dimensional um, accelerometer. Yep. They've got a little gyroscope as well, which gives cool. you um, 
you know, uh, I guess angle-based information, and they've also yeah. got a, um, a a magnetometer, which is kind of like a compass kind of. So yeah. um, you talk about the so the accelerometer gives you kind of three directions, and then you get three directions from each of those other sensors as well. Wow. So uh, you know, kind of nine different kind of levels of information which are, are, are useful and. Um, yeah we're kind of learning how to kind of piece all that together and make sense of it for runners and uh, yep. you know kind of move forward in, in that kind of space um, so that would be on your on your feet on um, your shins yeah your so shins just well. um yep. just around your almost just above your ankle just yep. kind of you know strapped in there cool yeah. and so that would be giving you feedback of like if you're overstriding and doing a little braking motion or yeah yeah um, yeah some so of that sideways wiggle as well and yeah and, and that's there's been quite a lot of research over the years, and, and I'm talking probably the last 30 years that's been looking at yeah. acceleration from sensors placed in, in that kind of zone. Yeah. Um, but most of that information is only, has only been collected from one, one direction, so looking basically yeah. straight up the shin. Up and, down. Yeah. and hopefully we're some of the first ones that are really looking at, uh, at all three directions. And we're finding some really useful information in that there's some people that you know maybe logically have quite a lot of of acceleration or kind of shock coming up their body vertically but yeah. we're actually finding that there's other people that are having a lot come in the other directions and okay. we think that's just as important yeah, and, uh, yeah. so hopefully that's our kind of more part of our kind of groundbreaking information is, awesome. is understanding those those other directions as well yeah and so the the reason these monitors are are being used is for for performance and also the injury prevention is that yeah, kind of yeah. the main two yeah areas? most definitely both yeah. those kind of areas uh and and you know i guess we've just although there's been this you know 30 year history of of research in this area the the devices that have been used you know over that time have largely been hardwired you know so yeah. you have someone running on a treadmill and there's some wires hanging off them type thing which <laughs> yeah. you know doesn't really work out in yeah. the real world but you know the technology has moved rapidly in the last couple of years and and the you know batteries have got smaller and and more powerful and so now these devices can can you know work wireless and you know can transmit to your phone and and oh. battery capacity is not really an issue anymore you know they can work for six or eight hours so awesome. you can go out and do whatever you want to do and it's it's of no drama drama yeah. Oh, there's nothing worse than your GPS going no, for no, mid, no. mid run. Um, so, any kind of ideas when this sort of stuff might be available? I, I've seen a couple of products out there. Yeah, like, there are a couple of products out there. Um, I would say you're going to see more of them in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, become more mainstream, and, and I guess as as more and more of them come out, the the price will come down. Yeah. Um, which is you know another one of those. I guess if you think back to maybe four or five years ago when GPS's, you know, watches first came out and they were yep. big and, you know, as you say, the batteries weren't that good yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, and they were expensive. And, they weren't and, hugely accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think uh, certainly where we're sitting, um, you know, we're trying to, I guess, run ahead of the, the trend a little bit here and yeah. then get some of the science backing behind it. Um, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And when you're... Um, uh, this would probably be something that a lot of listeners would be be interested in but like when you're looking at a at a product whether it's a watch or um one of these devices what what are some things that you'd be looking for that 
might be sort of red lights to say um, this is good, this is bad. Um, anything that kind of stands out for you? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I I always approach everything with a. I mean, this is probably the 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 scientist or the critic coming out of me, yeah. but I just approach everything with a critical mind, and um, you need to you know at every level cut through the marketing that's put out there yeah. um the chances are uh you know any device or you know although i've sat here for the last 10 minutes and, and talked solely about that um <laughs> you know ultimately it comes down to you and what it's going to actually guide for you and yeah. um just because you've got something strapped to your wrist or your chest or your foot or something like that uh, you're still going to put in some work and uh you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. about what you do and you know i think we've been we've been through all spectrum of different things over the last 10 years whether it's you know the the shoes that are going to prevent injuries whether it's no shoes that <laughs> yeah, are going to yeah. prevent injuries yeah, um or you know a shoe that's going to be the, the the next kind of fastest um rebounding you know energy transfer type scenario yeah. um chances are they don't make a lot of difference for that runner um, that runner's got to put in the work, and yeah. I guess what where we're about, and or what we're about, and what I guess um, I would suggest to other people is that you're looking for something that's going to guide and educate what you're going to do, rather yeah. than um, be the solve all. Cool, awesome. No, I don't know whether good. that answered your yeah, question no, at no, all, that, but <laughs> it does because you you get some runners who. Are, you know, the joggers going a couple of times a week down Tamaki Drive and yeah. they say to me, what what should I get? Yeah. And, well, you probably don't need something that's going to be massively accurate with, yeah, yeah. Um, with all the senses of cadence, vertical oscillation yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, but if you're um, a bit more competitive and you really want to avoid those injuries and really w- develop your style, then some of those other metrics can be useful. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, like, like you say, it's... It's all about how you how you use it, and sometimes yeah. we can get info overload. And, yeah, um, I mean, even just think about our computers these days. I mean, how yeah. many of us really tap into the full capacity yeah, of yeah. of what we're you know, you know, if exactly. do we really need the 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 latest, greatest, fastest computer if we're not a you know a gamer type thing? You yeah. know, if you're just checking your emails and looking at a few web pages, then. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a moderate level computer is going to be just fine for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. And um, you mentioned, well, we're talking a little bit about power meters, um, and there are a few coming out. Have, have you had a chance to look at those as far as running power goes? And is that kind of what your um, the device that you're, you're the, working on will the be? The way we're about? kind of using our one at the moment is more around the injury prevention yep. technique guidance type thing. But, cool. uh, and I have had a little play with some of the power type stuff that's coming out and it's not yeah. too bad. Um, but this, yeah, it, as I said, it, those kind of things will improve and, and yeah. you'll see more and more in the next year or so. Um, cool. Yeah, watch awesome. this space big time. Yep. Yeah. So maybe it's not quite the time yet to rush out and... I don't think so, spend no. Spend all your pennies on it? No. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Oh, good stuff. And anything else that are, um, that's happening at the, the clinics that you guys are working on that you want to mention? Well, I guess we've got our, um, we've got our 
Endurance Performance Summit yes, in a couple yeah. of weeks' time. So, so the 26th? 26th of November. Of November. Yeah. Yep. So the AUT Millennium Endurance Performance Summit. So this is all about, I guess, almost what we've just done. So sharing yeah, information yeah. and it's directed at athletes, coaches, uh, and anyone that's really interested in endurance sports. So yep. we've got a whole day summit here at AUT Millennium. We've got a whole range of different speakers who are going to cover, you know, lots and lots of different topics. So, cool. um, And it's for cyclists, triathletes, runners, Yep, rollers. any kind of endurance sport yep. advocate, really. Cool. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of awesome speakers. Um, Stacy, Dr. Stacy Sims, who's uh, actually an American, um, recently moved back to New Zealand um, with her Kiwi husband, and she's residing in Tauranga. Cool. And she's an expert in... Um, few different areas um, so hydration and thermodynamics is is one of her big ones um, but she's just recently published a book uh, titled raw which is um, as an r-o-a-r yeah um, and it's all about training uh, specifically for women and oh, nice. um, yeah so she's going to be talking on that topic uh, at Very the summit because um, it is one of those things like most of the research that's done is usually on you know male 18 to yeah, 22 yeah. year olds because they're the people that is usually easier to access in, in universities yeah and um, so her, her her topic is is quite specifically uh you know females are not small males and yeah, um, yeah. and so you know taking a completely different approach to to training yeah and um i guess straight off the back of of stacy is uh, Dr. Judith May, who's also um, from Tauranga. She's a sports cool. physician. She's the medical director for Triathlon New Zealand. And, oh, awesome. and she's a, a real, you know, expert in obviously in that kind of medical endurance sports space. And she's going to be speaking on um, bone health, which again, oh, nice. kind of ties in yeah. quite nicely with um, training females. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know that stress fractures and all that, eh? Man? Yeah, stress it's fractures, osteoporosis. Yeah. You know, are you loading too much for some of those um, load-based sports in terms of running and things like that, or, yeah, yeah. or you know, I guess loading enough. You know, there's I guess some yeah. females that are out there, and you think about say sports like rowing or cycling or swimming, where you know there's there's actually no bone loading that goes on, and, yeah. and therefore what are the risks and and what else you know do you need to be doing, and yeah. so. That's going to be a, a great uh, another topic in there. Oh, very yeah, cool! Yeah. Oh, that that's great. So we'll we'll include links to that on the show notes so everyone can check it out. And um, I'll be heading along. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, um, come and visit the clinic, get a um, an assessment done. Where's the best place to go? Uh, probably the easiest email address to get. Wow, well, you can you can jump on our website so autmillennium.org.nz yep. or. Um, probably the easiest email to, to get through to me on is um, running. So running at aut.ac.nz. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we can nice point you in the right direction, whatever Perfect. your question is. Cool. So we'll put those links on the show notes and we'll definitely come back and do a bit of a round two, maybe get yeah, the, yeah. the listeners to decide on a subject that we can we can pull to bits. Yeah, no, um, that'd I'm, be awesome. I'm sure people would like to return to that barefoot um, shoe discussion <laughs> yeah well i mean that's a massive one at the moment and, yeah. and you know we've i think there's obviously barefoot maybe has has is dying out maybe a little bit and yeah. we've seen the emergence of these maximalist type shoes Swings so roundabouts hey, yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy yeah. so it's it's always worth um i guess getting 
a current status update is, yep. is a good topic really yeah very cool awesome well thanks for your time kelly and um encourage people again to check out the conference in just over a, a week's time now yeah, it? yeah it's yeah. coming up pretty quick awesome thanks mate thank you <laughs> So thanks heaps to Kelly for having uh, having me come in and have a bit of a chat. Um, so today we wanted to talk about what uh, we're sort of in the post-marathon season. Uh, once yeah. Queenstown Marathon is done and dusted this weekend, a lot of people will be um, hanging up their shoes from having done a half marathon or a marathon mm. and maybe going to get a little bit lazy between now and Christmas and then think about um, signing up to another race come yeah, January. Yeah, yeah, this is quite common. So you tick off the one big event and you know that there's one out in the future that you want to do but it might be eight nine ten even 12 months away yeah and yeah. so it's way too early to start a specific build-up i get that but what you don't want to do is just slip into a, a lazy hamish sort of a <laughs> lifestyle you want to you want to keep it going and so we're going to discuss a few options there's actually more than a few options but we're yeah. going to discuss a couple of key options that we would encourage you to consider in this kind of downtime, in this cruisy time um, over the summer period. Yeah. And so should we just list some out? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, and first of all, I'd like to mention that you've just trained for a marathon and a half marathon, which means you've probably done more longer, slower running than you ever have done in your life, which yep. means you've probably got a good little aerobic base to draw on. So yep. kind of what we'll be talking about here is how to make use of that base um, and really transition it into something something different yeah so yeah let's um let's throw out the first idea yeah um first one and it's my favorite thing to do in the summer is hit up the trails we live in a beautiful country and even um even here in auckland we're uniquely positioned with ranges coastal tracks all sorts yep. of beautiful trail running opportunities and summer is the perfect time with longer daylight hours available to get out and try some of these trails. A lot of the times on our running journey we stick to the roads, we do the road events. Trail running is um, is a great little uh, off-season training activity. Yep. You're naturally going to run a bit slower but it works on other things. It's going to work on, it's going to make you a little bit stronger, it's going to help you to climb hills better and once you get into it, uh, I'm very certain that it's actually a lot more enjoyable than just road running. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially if you go somewhere scenic and get some bush, get some, some beach, um, and, yeah, take better selfies while you're yeah, out running. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a plan in and of itself to try and get as many great running selfies as you can through summer. But, you know, so number one, trail running. Number yep. two, one you mentioned earlier, Hayden, which I'll let you speak to, triathlons yeah yeah so this is something that i've done i've dabbled in a little bit mostly because i've got injured and then had to jump in the pool and did some swimming yep. sort of came out of that like oh this could be a good transition back into normal running by doing a triathlon um but certainly going the other way taking that marathon half marathon fitness and just adding in a bit of swimming and some cycling is a yep. cool way to really mix things up yep. um and triathlons are fun if you're a runner because you're coming from behind and passing a lot of people especially yep. if you're a bad swimmer <laughs> yeah yeah and and again this is one that ties in really well to the time of year 
Um, pool swimming is much more enjoyable um, in an outdoor pool in the summer months. Yeah. And uh, and again, living in Auckland, we, we're absolutely in a great place to hit up and try a bit of ocean swimming. Um, longer hours out on the bike. Um, you know, it is every runner should try at least one kind of season of triathlons because it, it yeah. is fun it's a great cross-training activity and uh, it really can broaden your horizons a little bit not to say you shouldn't come back to running running is is of course the number one sport in the world <laughs> and there's <laughs> a lot there's a lot to be said for the simplicity of running and and triathlon training does complicate that in a way but uh you know in these little lulls between seasons it, it is a great cross-training activity yeah and don't be afraid to just rock into a very short sprint distance with your mountain bike with yep. your carrier on with the rusty chain. Um, I've been there, done that. Yep. Um, and then next one, you can step it up to maybe yeah, the, um, the 500 metre swim, 20k bike, 5k run and, and put out on Facebook, see if any friends have got a, a yeah. road bike you can borrow. And, yep. um, so you don't need to buy all the gear. Um, you can make it work. Thirdly... Um, jump on the track yeah go fast yeah get a bit of speed going you know the naturally <laughs> most of us gravitate towards these big events which tend to be half marathons yep. and and marathons or even the longer stuff ultras um but speed you know in a lot of ways how fast you can go over 100 200 and 400 meters dictates how fast you can ultimately go Absolutely. over these longer distances so yeah. if you and, and on that note sorry to interrupt no, no. um scientists have proven that your vo2 max is a worse predictor of your um of your marathon time than your 200 meter speed yeah. so yeah yeah if you can improve your speed it's going to pay massive dividends yeah. when you yeah. come back to the road yeah we can tend to fall into the trap of just building fitness 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 at the end of the day a runner is an athlete yeah. Uh, who requires, um, you know, a, a, a strong, uh, a, a strong. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Well, you're a car and you've got engines and wheels. So yeah, I, I kind of yeah. talk about like the long, slow stuff builds the engine. Yeah. The the faster stuff builds the wheels and yeah. and gets you aerodynamically and biomechanically sound. Yeah, and it, it's definitely worth something worth considering. You can go down yourself anyone can go down um, as long as you check what times the tracks are booked you're welcome in almost every instance to go down and use tracks as public facilities yep. do a bit of your own training and that's quite easy to manage you can you can look up some simple ideas online you know it might be a few 200 meter repeats or a few 100 meter sprints yep. um if you want to go that next step there are a few options available hayden there's um you know masters athletics is really big over here on the north shore and over in auckland there's there's at least two or three groups in auckland that are really welcoming to new runners and not only will they give you some ideas and groups to train with on the track they'll also give you opportunities to race on the track if you do want to if you do want to look at that but yep. outside of that Hayden any ideas for yeah. getting on the track yeah most clubs will have like an open club night um, and they are literally open so you will have you'll have masters and you'll have little 12 year olds and yep. uh, and the whole spectrum every everyone in between so yeah definitely take those opportunities um, and a little side note keep in mind that 
a lot of these clubs are terrible at putting the word out there. Oh, they don't yeah. have big marketing budgets. No. So you'll have to do a bit of digging around and you'll have to give someone a call and find out what's going on. But rock on up because they'll be super friendly when you get there and will want you to be taking part. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely one I encourage people to consider. And it, it is out of all of the options we've talked about so far is the one that's most likely to translate to improvement over a half marathon or a marathon so definitely something worth pursuing but um anything else Hayden yeah well I should just also mention that Nick Willis has just launched a new program called the Myler Method so I think mylermethod.com but certainly if you go to Nick Willis's Facebook page you'll find all the details but he's um started an online training group for people who want to train up for the mile so I think it's a six-week program um and so yeah that would be another cool thing to check out, yeah, um, as well as training with um, with Tempo Fit. If you want to train in a group, um, we usually target sort of three and five k, so um, those s- sort of shorter distances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a couple of options for you guys. The last one that we could talk about, I, I don't know if you have any others, but um, we we've just got a, out of a chat with one of the AUT um, doctorate people, and he was talking about nutrition. And this is a good time to actually play around with n- your nutrition if you want to make some changes, whether that's sort of cutting back on calories or changing your macro profile of your calorie intake so maybe switching to more fat intake rather than carbs dropping that dropping those carbs when you've (laughs) when you increase the fat not just high fat high carb Um, and so that could be a good opportunity while you don't have a huge amount of pressure to train yeah yeah, switching up that nutrition could be good anything else you want to add uh no i think just overall it's about um keeping in the habit um you know the temptation after these events is to take a rest and that's that's you know absolutely what you should do for a week or two um, but then it is important to get back into the swing of things and enjoy it um, the summer is is you know summer in New Zealand is a great time to be active it's a great time to be outdoors with friends and family so find a way to work in your exercise with your friends and family try and take um, take your mates or your kids or, or whoever it is along for a jog or down to the park for a bit of exercise just get amongst it keep those healthy habits going and then when the time comes to get started uh, for the next big event plan out the schedule or come and see uh, Hayden at Tempo Fit and he'll sort you out yeah awesome oh thanks for that Hamish good wise words so um that is about us for the show and lastly we should mention um, thoughts go out to everyone in the upper South Island and lower North Island who have been dealing with earthquakes and and all that's been happening there this week, hope everyone is safe and you're getting by um, feel free to put the training on hold when stuff like this comes, <laughs> comes in um, but yeah uh, all the best to everyone dealing with that stuff we'll be back next week, thanks for tuning in see you then